Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Main Street Finance Podcast. I am, of course, Alex, your host, and today we're going to talk about a new asset class that you can use to further diversify your portfolio. Today, we're going to talk about preferred stock. You're listening to the Main Street Finance Podcast, where we take the Wall Street bull by the horns to help you achieve your financial goals. Whether it's budgeting, investing, or financial independence, we tackle the big questions in the pursuit of financial literacy. And now, your host... All right, so although it has the word stock in the name, preferred stock is not quite stock, and it's not quite a bond. Instead, it is somewhere in the middle of the two. Remember that bonds are debt that must be paid back. Bondholders get a set rate of return on their investment, which is just the interest rate on the bond, and receive zero benefit from how well the company performs because they're lenders. Bondholders are not owners. Alternatively, you have stockholders. Stockholders own shares of common stock, which is what you're thinking of every time I say the word stock. Common stockholders have no guaranteed rate of return. Instead, they are owners of the company that either earn a return if the company does well, or they lose money if the company does poorly. Another important distinction between bondholders and stockholders is the order in which they get paid back. If a company goes under and gets liquidated, bondholders will get their money back first. This is because they are lenders, and lenders always get first dibs during a bankruptcy. Whatever is left over after the lenders are paid back, that is what gets spread amongst the stockholders. So now that we have some of the background set up, let's talk about preferred stock. Owning shares of preferred stock gives you a limited ownership in the company. With preferred shares, you are still a part owner of the company, but in general, preferred shares of stock give you zero voting rights. Common stockholders are usually able to vote for the board of directors or on various initiatives that are going on within the company, but preferred shareholders do not get a vote. Essentially, they are just along for the ride. Instead of voting rights within the company, owning shares of preferred stock gives you the right to receive a regular and special dividend payment. This payment is a lot like a bond payment. It's typically a flat payment amount that is paid out over a preset time period, usually monthly or quarterly. So as you could probably tell, preferred shares have characteristics of both bonds and common stock. Much like bonds, they pay a fixed amount at a fixed time period. Like common stock, there is some ownership and therefore the ability for shares to gain or lose value. As far as what happens in a bankruptcy or a liquidation, we know that bondholders get paid first. But who is next? Well, in the event of a liquidation, the preferred shareholders get their money back before common shareholders. So overall, the order of who gets their money back in a liquidation is first, bondholders and other lenders. Second, you have the preferred stockholders, and whatever is left is split between the common stockholders. A question you may have here is, well, what if the common shares of a stock already pay a dividend? Then what's the point in having preferred stock for the same company? Now, that is a fantastic point, and one that has two answers. The first is that the preferred stock payments are typically much higher than what the common shareholders receive. For example, as of this recording, common shares of Bank of America pay a 1.86% dividend. However, there are preferred shares of Bank of America that are paying a 7.5% dividend, quite a bit higher than what the common shareholders get. This is where we get the preferred. And with that, some of you may be thinking, well, if I can get a 7.5% payment instead of a 1.86% payment, 
then why not just buy the preferred shares? Well, you got to keep in mind that the dividend payment is only a piece of the returns. Over the past 12 months, common shares of Bank of America stock went up 73%. The preferred shares barely moved. So with the preferred shares, the trade-off that you are taking is that you are sacrificing most of the potential gains and losses for a stock for that additional payout. This brings us to the second difference between the common stock dividend and the preferred stock dividend. Common shareholders know outright that not all dividends are guaranteed. From quarter to quarter, the dividend can go up, go down, or stay the same. Common shareholders are fine with this because hopefully the dividend payment is not the primary source of investment returns. The change in the stock price is the main way you get your money and then the dividend is just extra. With preferred shares, the payment is considered to be much more secure. This is because the preferred shares get their promised dividend before a dividend is even considered for common shareholders. Well, here's where we can start to run into problems. While the preferred shareholders have a promised dividend, a company can choose not to pay it, and there isn't much in the way of legal consequences for that. If a company misses a bond payment, the bondholders, because they're lenders, can put the bonds in default and then start selling off company assets until they get their money back. But since preferred stock is a form of equity and is not really a debt, missing a dividend payment just sucks for the shareholders, but there isn't really much they can do about it. We discussed why this isn't so bad for common shareholders, but for preferred shareholders, that dividend is the primary way you make money with these shares. So if that dividend is not paid, then you just don't get a return. Although there may be a silver lining here. When preferred shares of stock are created and sold to the public, the issuing company can choose to make these shares either cumulative or non-cumulative. If your shares are cumulative, then that means that the company will pay you back for any missed dividend payments. For example, let's say you owned a share of preferred stock that paid you 25 cents every quarter. That was the stated dividend that you would receive. Let's also say that you bought this at the beginning of 2020 while the coronavirus lockdowns were going crazy. Your stock during 2020 probably skipped all of the 2020 payments. Well, if your shares are cumulative, then in 2021, the company will pay you back for that dollar of missed payments that you missed in 2020 and essentially make good on their original promise to pay you those dividends. However, if your shares are non-cumulative, then those missed payments, it just sucks to be you. When the company starts paying again, you're back to 25 cents every quarter. Something to keep in mind is that not every company issues shares of preferred stock. Mostly, it's the financial and utility sectors that make up most of it. Companies like to issue preferred shares of stock because they can make them what is known as callable. When the shares are called, the company that issued the shares can buy them back from you whether or not you want to sell them. This benefits the company because they can use the preferred shares as a way to raise capital for a big project and then just pay it off whenever. So for example, Bank of America can issue a million shares of preferred stock at let's say $25 a share, and that'll give them $25 million. Of course, they have that high 7.5% dividend that they have to pay, but they can take that 25 million, do something good with it, hopefully start a project that'll make them much more than 25 million. Then when they're finished setting that up, or simply when they're sick of paying 7.5%, they can call the shares, give everyone back their 25 million, and then that's it. As far as benefiting the company, a company can essentially raise money just like they can with a bond, but the debt won't be able to put them into default or really get them into legal trouble. 
Remember that missing a bond payment means your bondholders can start selling your stuff to get paid back. But missing a special dividend on your preferred shares just means that you'll take a large hit to your reputation. So it's essentially a lower risk, but slightly higher cost way for you to raise some cash for a project. And that's about it for preferred shares. Each company can write up their own terms for their preferred shares. So there is a much wider range in what kinds of preferred shares are out there than there are for common shares. People that invest in preferred shares are usually looking for high income, but with not a lot of volatility. For an income investor, preferred shares give much higher payouts than bonds, but much less volatility than shares of common stock. It truly is a mix of both worlds. And with that, we're going to go ahead and close out this week's episode. I hope you all learned something new, and I'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Finance Podcast. Have a question on today's topics or have suggestions for future episodes? Send an email to mainstfinance at gmail.com. Sharing is caring, so if you learned something new and useful today, make sure you share with friends and family. Don't forget to like and subscribe to be notified of new episodes. For demonstrations and more examples, be sure to check out the YouTube channel. We'll see you next time.